A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. We have to understand God rightly to know him intimately. It is the gospel that orients my thinking on every other issue. You can know if you're trusting in Jesus that every single atom in this universe is working for your good. That's why I'm sticking with Jesus. Not because he always does what I want him to do. I'm sticking with Jesus because I just haven't found any better alternative. Perfect. Season six, episode two of the Blackberry Podcast. Yes, yes. How's everyone doing? Well, everyone in the room today. So, Zoe, how you been? So, I got Zoe, Louis, me, and Femi. I feel like I'm the least stressed person in the room. Least oh, stressed. <laughs> For context, um, this is being recorded whilst the Nigeria South Africa game is going on. Let's not do that. And yeah, we thought we thought the game was done, but it's not done. So, but anyway, God's sovereignty, <laughs> which we'll talk about small. So, <laughs> but yeah, how's everyone doing? <laughs> I'm actually relatively fine. Yeah, how's your week been? How's your been? Me specifically? Yeah, I'm going to go around. Um, Support, I've got to talk to you, work. no? How's this week been? It's just gone by. It's been good. It's been fine. The sessions have been fine. But it's been fine. Mm. Nothing like remarkable even. Sad. Louis, how you been? I'm good. I got a week off work, so I've been chilling. Oh, wow. What have you been up to? Nothing, to be honest. No. It's the first time ever. I'm waking up. I'm, I'm not putting myself under pressure to do anything. I'm, I'm chilling. Just, yeah, just a random nice. week off, not for any particular reason. So I'm starting a new job next week. Oh, so congrats, I, I man. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, congrats, man. Congrats. Money, yeah. money man Louis. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. I wish, I wish, I wish. Well, I've got new baby, new job. I love it, man. That's I love yeah, it. Right. New me. I came <laughs> on last new year, last, new um, last episode. I was like, yeah, I've got a new this. And now I'm like, i got a new this. So yeah, we'll see We'll see what happens next episode. What's next? What's next? you pay your time. Anyway, sorry. Premier Six, how you been? I'm right, man. I'm not, I'm not right right at this moment. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you, just for people watching, if you see any one of us slip into our pockets, we're, we're checking the score. No, we're not, checking guys. We're focused on this episode. If I check the score, I might just walk out the room. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to look at the score. I tell you. Right. Oh, that is so funny. Um, um, no, overall, I'm right. Yeah? I'm good too. Yeah. Perfect. I've been good as well. Mm. Guys, thanks for all the love since coming back. New season. Yeah, good reception. So I appreciate that. So today, I feel like the last couple of episodes we've been a bit light and i was thinking oh maybe we should talk a bit something a bit heavier so just for context i've actually got a funny story to tell you guys so when blackberry was coming about before we like had the name we were going through different like names for the pod so we're like oh what should we call it at the time i think it was organization so different names were flowing about and one of the names that someone suggested i won't i won't bait him was fiola guys (laughs) (laughs) fiola guys Fiola guys. I'm so glad you guys didn't go down that road. That's horrible. Yeah, Fiola guys. That's horrible. First of all, not too much. Everything was brainstorming type thing. But I remember I was shutting it down. But I think the the aim at the time was to talk, to be very concerned about theology. So yeah, it could have been the Fiola guys podcast. Yeah. God definitely, the Holy Spirit definitely spoke to me. Beautiful name. Fiola guys. Fiola guys, no? No, okay. I would come up and suggested this. As long as it was just like a throwaway suggestion. No, like, it, was, it, wasn't, it, like wasn't, serious... it wasn't seriously entertained oh, okay. at the time. Like, no one was like, that's it. It was very much like, <laughs> no, let's keep thinking. But I think that came with the idea of like yeah. theology, isn't it? But yeah, I think, how would you guys define theology? Yeah, like what is its usefulness? I'm just thinking about for the, for the Christian life. I think we want to be practical as possible. But yeah, like how would you guys define theology? We're being heady today. It's going to be very heavy. Bring out your notepads if you can. But uh, yeah, what is theology? How would you define it? I feel like I've... It's very broad, but I mm. think of it as like the study of God or, or even like religion. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, mainly the study of God or yeah, that is really. Mm. Um, I 
think the first time I heard the word theology was like, must probably like 20. I thought we going to say 12, because you just got saved quite young, so. You have this crap. <laughs> <laughs> you're saved at six years old. Yeah. So I was, you got saved I was definitely early. definitely saved way before I had the story. word theology. Okay, so um, But yeah, so it's kind of, it still feels like something that didn't exist as a term. And it's now very much like so integrated to the faith, but mm. it wasn't before. Would you guys be the same? Would you define it the same? Yeah, I think um, ultimately um, theology allows you, it gives you the opportunity to um, gain answers to a lot of the big questions. In, yeah. For example, why am I here? What's the meaning of life? Mm. Is there a God? Um, if so, what is he like? Et cetera, et cetera. So I think to study theology is to get the answer to all of those questions. Um and yeah, I think it's important. I think it's mightily important. I think every single Christian should study theology in some way, shape or other. I don't mean everyone should be spending six hours like yeah. in the Bible, but I think to read the Bible and to make notes and to take notes is you studying theology, mm. essentially. And I think it's very important what you said, Zoe, about the fact that some of us, just from being Christians, by the time we know it, we're already dealing with theology before we know it. Mm. Yeah, yeah like you don't have the words, you don't have the terms for it, but you're already dealing with very weighty stuff about god um and yeah i mean i think as we designed it like theology being the study of god um and then how that works out in yeah providence redemption creation and in the other workings in the christian life um mm. and i remember reading an article today and it spoke about um like all, all of us should be theologians um and christians are theologians and the aim was is that everyone should be a theologian so that they may know, know god so even mm. the unbeliever is grappling with theology um, because they have a view of God, um, wrongly or rightly informed. Um, but yeah, of course, we know the goal of theology is actually to to know God more, type thing. You know that statement that everyone should be a theologian. What mm-hmm. do you, do you guys agree with that? And if you do, what 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 is that statement saying? Mm. The way it's phrased, something like. So I, I think what, what how I would have how I take it is more that all of us, just by living in this world, have a view of God. Um, of course, if it's not informed by the scriptures, then it's probably misinformed. Um, but as, as as and because we know that, and because we are aware of the fact that, yeah, whatever you, whether you think there's a God, whether you don't think there's a God, you should actually study that. You should actually study who God is to get to know Him. Um, and then in doing that, by God's grace, knowing Jesus, the gospel, and then having a right thinking of of, of theology and and who God is. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of like I think I saw it as like God's speech, like seeing and, and seeing how god is thinking and speaking and then how that um flows down to you um mm. but of course not everyone can be like a deep deep theologian but everyone's called cool to have some yeah. knowledge of engage. god and you already are like if you're a christian you are a theologian because you're engaging in, in the text mm. um so can we make a distinction then just a, between because obviously we're speaking like there's levels right so what is like the average christian to verse when when we call a christian a theologian so in one sense we're clearly using it as in all christians as theologians mm. <clears throat> but what's the other sense like so for example i'm not the, i wouldn't say i'm a theologian but technically yeah. i get i mm. get that i would be mm. what's the difference between do you get what i'm saying like yeah what's an actual who would you be like not who but what would make you be like this believer is a theologian as opposed to not in the general sense i guess in some senses those who are paid professionally to study the word yeah. and um, to preach the word to others will automatically be considered theologians mm. just because there's a, there's, a, there's a kind of profession attached to what they do or there's, they make their living that way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so I guess... You know, I actually didn't know that. 
I would say they are, yeah. yeah. Uh, not all of them, but I mean, what would it? Let's say the like sound preachers, I would say, are theologians because they're in the word every week, laboring through the text. To I think even yeah, I think bad preachers are theologians as well. They just yeah. have a bad reading. Yeah, they just have a bad understanding yeah. of what mm. what yeah. the Bible's saying. Yeah, because um, you're looking at the idea of being a theologian in a positive um, like, but there's many people that would be experts in theology and maybe even get paid to be experts in theology that might be atheists, um, but they just have, in their opinion, an understanding of theology. So I don't, mm. I don't know if the, the um, you can look at being a theologian in a Christian. Um, way or you can look at it in a more general which is if you're looking at it in a general way which is the, just the study of god or the study of religion um anyone can technically be an expert in theology theology um, it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a christian or believe it to be true and mm-hmm. that happens all the time right like mm-hmm. you get theological um teachers lecturers that mm-hmm. are atheists yeah um, so um for sure so yeah so it depends on how you're looking at the term mm. um yeah i was gonna i had a answers your question but now i've forgotten your question sorry what was it oh like so how would you define how do you define it yeah i think i think louis um answer if you look if you look at it from a christian perspective um specifically i would say that's a good ex- example um I, it probably is a sliding scale in terms of mm. um what it looks like to be a expert theologian i guess i don't know um i guess the basic level that we all say that all christians are theologians in some sense and that is just the understanding of god and who god is mm. um um, especially through the understanding, through the word, through the scriptures. Um, I think that's a starting point. Um, and I think people, it's funny that you say some preachers might not be theologians, but I've, I've even heard like preachers, not not necessarily, um, not necessarily badmouth the idea of being a theologian, mm. but like kind of like downplay it. Like, oh, like I, I didn't go to, I didn't go to seminary. I didn't mm. go to school, but you know, God called me to do, 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 do. So it's almost like, Oh, look at you! This um, it's, got, it's almost like in some circles it's got like a bad connotation. Like, yeah. oh, you're just someone that just studies. It's, like, you're not living in the spirit. You're just like study, study, and it's like book knowledge. But blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. so sometimes even there's even like bad connotations to the um, to the idea of being a theologian or an expert in theology. Which again, by our own definitions that we're doing today, where it's just like we all we're all theologians, mm. all studying God, all trying to know God more. Um, there shouldn't be any bad connotations to it. Um, yeah. Also, sorry, just to say, um, a lot of preachers will also say that because they don't want you to go back and study the text to see what they're saying is true. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, I'm not like a theologian. I'm not, you know, heavy in this stuff. It's basically, don't quote me on it, but this is what I'm saying. It's That's what says, they're trying to it's say. Don't quote me. I say, what am I paying you for, bro? <laughs> Why am I paying you if, you, if you're not an expert? Like, and I think, you're an expert. I think there is definitely some circles where there's the, the pastor's seen as like the prophet. So, like, what he's teaching knowledge is unique. So right. he has an insight mm. to the scriptures that even if you read it, you're not going to get it because God has a calling on his life that, that you don't have. You need to, you know. So that, so it's like, I don't need to go to seminary. I don't need to study because I've got an anointing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, they'll use people like Moses or people who weren't really gifted in speech yet could be kind of used by God. So they'll say, you know, I didn't need to go to Bible school, but God is using me powerfully, uh, which is... Mm. <laughs> so before we talk about like because i think there is very very useful points around like the negative connotations of of theology and almost the, the warnings we actually get of those who are incredibly knowledgeable um in the word and who know a lot of, about a lot of things mm. but like before we go into that what, what are your some of your like favorite like theological topics the blessed trinity mm. <laughs> i love if it's like i don't You're too know funny. what it is yeah actually too funny <laughs> Then 
Whether yeah. it's singing about the Trinity, learning about the Trinity, reading about the Trinity. Mm. Which, by the way, I actually don't do that often. But when I'm singing, yeah, just because of na- the nature of the song that we sing. Mm. But like when I do, I'm just like, I think it just leaves me in shock, like off. I just feel shocked, but in a good way. Like, mm. you know, when you feel so overwhelmed by like, who is this God? Like, what are you? But in a way that leaves you like fascinated and in awe. But also feeling like you need to hide, but not hide, <laughs> not hide as in like mm. you just feel like you just need to sit on the floor and be quiet mm. when you're hearing about who God is, like who, who, like how can you be free and one and fatherless? It's just like mm. it's like you, I, I can get lost in it, but it's a it's a joyful getting lost, like literally just getting lost in like their work and their unity and their work in salvation. It's just like. To get insight, oh sorry, it's almost like who am I to actually get a glimpse into mm. into this, it's so overwhelming, so yeah, even talking about it, clearly I'm just like, mm. that's an indication that I should be doing it more, because it increases my joy and all of yeah. 100%, hands down. And it's even important, like especially starting with the Trinity and even like the doctrine of God. Because I think, yeah, theologians have always talked about, like, theology proper being, like, the primary mm. things of, like, the theology of God. Like, so who is God? Mm. How can we know God? Um, and then that ties itself all the way into, like, um, man and then kind of the fall, man being made in the image of God. Mm. Um, and then redemption, salvation, X, Y, Z, order of salvation. So I think starting with God is always the the best place to start with. Like, his, mm. I remember I was, like... I think it was like 18 learning about like the attributes of God. Mm-hmm. And I remember these big words and I was just like, what do these things mean? But like, and attributes, I, <laughs> but at the time, like it's such a long time ago. And of course there's been times I've had like refreshers, but those things have stuck in my mind of like, yeah, God is triune. Like God is simple. Like all of these things that are, that are just easy to, to, to miss out. But when you actually understand it and see it in the scriptures, it's, it's a great foundation in terms of how it flows in through to us and our, and our lives. Mm. Um, what about you guys? What's your favorite theological topics? Um, I, I, without sounding like a bro- broken record, because I think I've said this so many times on the um, Blackberry podcast, but um, I think um, the relationship between um, man and the law and God's grace Mm. So like that, especially because my background in well, my introduction into faith um, was very like law heavy, mm. um, and um, how God saw us as Christians were very, was very heavily based on how we obeyed certain laws. That's mm. how I grew up until you know I was about eighteen years old. That's all I knew. So like there were laws that we were supposed to follow, um, and that's really really important to God. Um, and then. Um, yeah, so, and even um, breaking away from that, um, it, that took a long time for me to even understand or grapple with those ideas that, oh, I've grown up my whole life thinking that, you know, I have to obey the Sabbath, for example, or mm. I shouldn't eat pork, or... Um, what's the Not other? the bacon. Not the bacon. I still don't like, I still don't like bacon. <laughs> what? Um, that's another... That's Sorry, another I thought that was an overreaction, <laughs> Disgusting. <but what>? Um, <laughs> bacon is not disgusting. Anyway... Um, <laughs> Um, I feel like if we did a poll, like no one would disagree with that. Okay, um, <laughs> let's not get into that. Bacon is fantastic. It's not disgusting. It's all right. I just don't like it. But um, what was I saying? Sorry, sorry. Back to the thought. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, no, grappling with those ideas that oh, like, what do you mean I'm not supposed to like um, obey the Sabbath? And what do you mean I'm not supposed to? 
go to church on Saturday and all these things. And that took loads of time. Even though I was like open to like um, that not being my norm as a Christian, they, I, even till now, there's still things that I'm still like breaking apart like, that mm. I, I just grew up with. Um, yeah, even though I've been away from that that kind of thinking for a long time now. Um, I've been away from it more than I was even in it. When I think about it now, just about, around, I guess. Um, but, um, so yeah, so that's always quite interesting to me. Um, again, and understanding the, the beauty of God's grace mm. and that we're not actually saved through any works that we do or like, um, obedience of the law um, um, and yeah what God's grace means because I don't think I had an understanding of what that was up until a lot later because <laughs> um, when I was in church pretty much my whole life every single week I don't think I knew what that was even when I was away from my upbringing type of church I still don't think I understood it so I, I think I'm still continuing to understand it <laughs> like what it actually means what it looks like so that's probably my favourite mm. topic that and um, that, cause that Calvinism and stuff I find hilarious. Interesting. Um, so you find hilarious? <laughs> not, the idea, I don't not, not the idea of Calvinism. The, 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 the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, the topic. Yeah. Not the idea. Sorry, Calvinist. No, sorry, that was, he said, not that's the idea. Calvinism is a joke. No, no. I was, trying, I was going to help you out there. I was going to jump Calvinism, straight onto mine. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the fact that the topic of it, like um, the fact that it's so interesting, interesting is hilarious. And so heavily, heavily. Contested, yeah. Contested, yeah. Exactly. That's my point. The fact that you think Calvin's a joke, yeah, I get What are you saying, Lou? Funny. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't deny it though. <laughs> he didn't deny it. Um, I would. I would say first of all, I love. I love the um, one thing I love about theology is there's so many different subsets. Mm. You know, it's um, ecclesiology, the study mm. of the church, mm. pneumatology, study of the Holy Spirit. Mm. There's just so many These are words. No, there's, 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 there's words. I, yeah, so no, no, study of salvation. Can we go? Yeah, no, literally. Wait, what's that one? Sociology. Oh, sociology. Sociology. Yeah. Sociology. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? What's, what's salvation? Is sociology. It's study of man is important, guys. Uh, yeah, it's, true. <laughs> it's important. The study of the mind is in the Bible too. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But no, no, no worries. Eschatology, by the way. Mm. And seeing what the Bible has to say about God, so the fact that God is revealing Himself to us in the Bible in the, in the first place is already like just amazing. But to read, for example, Psalm 145 and have the Psalm tell me that God is gracious and faithful and kind in all that He does is amazing, and I need to hear it often. Mm. Um, to read Psalm 50 verse 12, where God says, "If I'm hungry, I won't even tell you." It's like, right, all right, mm. like, okay, cool. So I know that God is self-sufficient. Yeah, has no need of anyone or anything. Um, I just love scanning the Bible as I'm reading because there's always questions I'm asking as I'm reading the Bible and I just love that as I read, I'm like, okay, cool, I've learned that about God today. I've learned that about God today. Um, so yeah, I'd say theology proper, but yeah, I, I, like, I like them all, but if I had to pick. Yeah. Learning about the attributes of God. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think my favourite is probably Union with Christ. Um, mm. I remember a couple of years ago, I was, shout out Gabby actually, she invited me to like a women's conference. She was like, you can teach them anything. And I was like, Union with Christ. It's like my favourite, just how, yeah, like um, the believer being one in Christ um, and what that means. So just the fact that, yeah, when God the Father sees us, he sees us as Jesus. I think for me, it's always the the thing that always keeps me, like if I'm going through like a difficult time or mm. if I'm going through a period where I just feel like I'm not living right for the Lord, knowing that if I, if I put my faith in Christ, then God will always accept me mm. um, in his son. When I'm praying, I'm like, oh, can I pray to a holy God when... 
he knows what's going through my mind and he's the you know he sees all things and i'm exposed before him and i'm like oh i can go in boldly in christ so like mm. always just pleading christ's merits mm. um and yeah when you when you understand it and you see it um being a son um being part of god's family adoption it's just magnificent man it's mm. magnificent um so yeah so how do you guys how do you guys know theology like how like how how have you guys been able to so you were saying all these big words like where did you get that from I don't know to be honest. <laughs> I bought um I bought Systematic Theology, a book by um Wayne Gruden mm. years ago. I remember opening it thinking, oh my gosh. So first of all, it's a book that um almost rearranges she the She said it's blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big blue book that almost I would say rearranges the Bible into topical studies. So if you want to learn yeah. about the Holy Spirit, bang, all the pages on the Holy Spirit, what does the Bible say about it? If you want to learn about um the church and what the purpose of the church and, and things of that nature, what is it? Um, Bible have to say about it so I think that's where I kind of learned all these big words mm. and um, yeah like those these words are not in the Bible mm. but yeah I'd say that's where it came from Systematic cool, Theology yeah. great book great great book I hear you I hear you and I think that's the importance of of course if you have time to like pick up a Systematic Theology or pick mm. up a book where you know I remember reading a book about the atonement and I was just like wow this is deep but like sometimes like just being a good Bible reader like someone will explain something and you're like oh I know that Oh, oh, I didn't know that's what it's called. Like, oh, I've got a good view of the spirit. I didn't know the spirit was called. So like after a while you start putting things together. Yeah. So I think the main thing is like just being your Bible when you, as much as you can. And then when now someone's giving you some big words, you might not know the words, mm. but you know what's behind the words. Like, for example, the word Trinity isn't in, in the Bible, but you know, if someone told you the Trinity is not real, you'd be like, nah, guy, because there's too many passages where it talks about, you know, God being one but but three. So like that's that's the the things that we'll be tackling. What about you guys? How have you guys been able to know more about theology? I feel like I don't think I've ever like read a like a systematic theology necessarily. Those are for the super Christians to be fair. True. But <laughs> <laughs> shout out Louis, shout out Louis Mary. Absolutely I haven't read the systematic theology. Super serious. I think um, just listening to things by believers mm. and stuff like that you just learn things i think also we did have a time in my church where we went through a westminster short catechism mm -hmm. which is just like a kind of question and answer like who is god and then the, the answer and then just that was like our study guide for a while so i think that's probably one of the times i became most familiar with this concept of studying god outside of just reading the bible mm. but i think primarily it would just it would be reading the bible and just mm. being like oh she was saying a lot of things do you know what i mean like um and i think what you were saying like the questions sometimes like what is this telling me about god mm. what does why does god want, want me to know this about him like what's the what's this supposed to move me to do what am i supposed to see here mm. i think those things c can make me really like invested and like want to like dig into it and be like but what does this mean and like how is this supposed to change me mm. um, how is this supposed to give me hope like what what's the to what end do you know what I mean mm. I feel like that's that's affected how I read the bible but it's the same bible that I probably yeah I remember like a long time ago I don't know who it's whoever said it to me but there was a I remember there was a the, I think when everyone was becoming very very knowledgeable and I think even me like that's always been a danger I feel we'll talk about the danger of just just I love knowledge like, I just love knowing things mm. so I think that helps me understand theology but the danger is already there of like I just like to know stuff yeah. but I think there was a helpful term about like 
your head, your heart, your hands in terms of like your head should flow to your heart, should flow to your hands. So mm. like you'd know stuff about God, but that should flow into your heart. Like it shouldn't just be, oh yeah, I know that God is God is sovereign or God is love, but it hasn't changed my heart. It hasn't changed me in loving him. That's and a then yeah, of course, because right, if you know stuff about God, you just know about God, but you don't know him. Like, yeah. even when you think about, like, when um they say, Lord, Lord, did we not, you know, cast this in your name? And he's mm. like, get away from me, you know, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. And it's like, mm. Lord, Lord, like, so, it's such an intimate term. But yeah, Jesus is like, I've never seen you guys before. I don't know this man. Mm, um, so like, <laughs> sorry, I'm not serious. Um, but yeah, that, that, that whole, yeah, like, it should flow to your heart and then it should flow to your hands as well. Like, so I remember a long time ago, someone saying like, yeah, like good, good orthodoxy should lead to orthopraxy. So like good thinking of God should lead to good living as well. Mm. So if you just know stuff, but you don't know, your life isn't changed, that's mm. probably not a good marker that, that yeah you're actually living right or you're actually like theology is actually working for you like because mm. there's a sense in which and i remember a long time ago i think i've said this on the pod before so i went to a conference this was this was 10 plus years ago went to a conference and it had like all these key mark speakers so me and my friend at the time we were like oh who's, who's the first speaker we don't know who this guy is man we're like we're not gonna go we're like he's not the main guy like i, can't, I think he must have been DA Carson. So he wasn't, he wasn't, we had, we like, it's not him, let's not go. Mm. So then after a while, we're like, oh, like, let's go, man. Come on. How can we just not go to him because we don't know who the guy is? This guy's sermon, yeah, changed my life. Because he spoke, he started speaking about, like, you just come, you just sit, listen to sermons, but you just don't even change. He's mm. like, you need to change. Like, sermons should change you. It's not entertainment. And then me and we're looking at our friend, like, mm. and since then, like, being under God's word is always a challenge because. If God is speaking, then I must listen and I must mm. change. Um, so even with all the knowledge and all the things about knowing things about God, but you have to change ultimately. Mm. Um, yeah. So I don't know how I got into that, but like, yeah, just I think what you said about church, like church is actually a very important place to know and build your knowledge of God, build obviously build your knowledge in theology. Um, mm. Yeah. Finn, you going to say so? So I'm distracted because <laughs> I just saw that whole come back into the room, oh. the shirt, and I just want to start thinking about it. Um, what was I going to say? Um, no, I was going to ask you a question in terms of similar, in terms of like, I'm not a super um, Christian like Louis, but... Um, <laughs> um, Does he sit at the front of your church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like yeah, a special seat special, for him. Yeah, 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 I thought so. Yeah. Um, red carpet and that. <laughs> When they're having meetings, like, oh, no, not you, Femi, not for you, Femi. Louis, Louis, Louis. Louis would be telling me, oh, like, this stuff is happening in the church. So I didn't get that memo. You didn't get that letter. Like, it gets through, it goes through those people yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you become a senior out. member, innit? Yeah, yeah. And the time is... You know, I'm not serious. Uh, what was I going to say? But yeah, church, um, listening to people, um, podcasts, mm. sermons. Um, yeah. Um, that's how I get, I guess... The, li- the little knowledge of theology I have, yeah, through that. Church, church, yeah, mm. church, yeah, speaking to people. Yeah. You know, um, I was going to say something else, but I completely lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, I was going to ask a question. I was yeah. going to ask a question. So, are there theological topics that you guys do not think about and probably should more? Ooh. Because I was thinking, when you said Trinity, and then um, when Louis said eschatology, mm. those are probably two things that I think really little about. Like um, so, Trinity little to no. I probably think more about the Trinity than I do eschatology. Mm-hmm. Um, but just think, yeah, I, I think I think I don't think a lot about it. Even yeah, just even just the idea of like heaven, like I don't think a lot about. Mm. Um, um, so like, are there are there like 
I think with the eschatology one, especially when you, yeah, when you focus on like end times and stuff, again, to go back to my upbringing, they had that one, they had one um, view on end times, mm-hmm. um, which is just so confusing. And again, it's still something that, because I, I don't really know still, I don't have a good theological understanding of end times. Mm-hmm. So I've got my, what I was brought up being taught, um, which just to, I guess, paraphrase it, which is like a very, um, oh, there's a word for it. Annihilistic, yeah, 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 yeah. view of like end times, like or even um, death. Like, mm. so we die, and um, no one goes to heaven, no one goes to hell until mm. Jesus comes back, and then, mm-hmm. then he raises people to go to heaven. And and, and there's no view of hell; it's just more like again annihilistic, like just Finish. finishes, it ceases, yeah. And then through that, I heard, I've heard. So I remember the first time I heard about rapture. I had a rapture. I was like, that sounds like rubbish because I never <laughs> heard it before. Like I'm being serious. I never heard. I never heard that, that concept before. And people say, like, well, you haven't heard of rapture. I said, like, that sounds like is that in the Bible? Like that doesn't that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of concepts um, around end times um, that. I've just chosen not to think about because I'm just mm-hmm. so confused. <laughs> so I just don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just refuse to like think about it. I'm like, look, where, where, what happens, happens. <laughs> like, uh, I'm, like, I believe I'm saved. And, you know, that's the most important thing. That's, a, that's how I say it. Maybe that's mm. not how I should see it. But um, I just try not to think about it. Trinity, I think I should think about more. Um, just because, like, how Zoe described her feelings towards the Trinity and how that makes her feel. I'd love to feel that more, but I just don't think about it. So, mm. so yeah, that's that's me. Like, is there any, like, topics that you think, oh, that's, like, a really important theological topic, but I don't, I don't really think about it. Mm. I think there's things I avoid, probably because I think it's not important. Mm. And I, I, but part of me just feels like that doesn't sound right. Like, I feel like, in theory, everything should be important. But in terms of how I feel and how I live my life, I think there are things that I just consider essential... Actually, maybe that's more shared. I think people would say there's some things that, is esen- that are essential and other things not so much. But I think maybe because... So, for example, something like... I don't know the English people that use it. Eschatology, the end, the, the end times. That one, heaven, I think about that a lot because mm. this world is sad. Yeah. I must meditate on <laughs> the world to come otherwise mm. I can't cope here mm. so that one yeah mm. um, but like the end times uh, rapture I, for me I just don't which is probably not good I think I probably avoid engaging unless it's like we're going through it at church I just would not I would never just do a bible study on the end times mm. but I think that's actually I think it's partially because I so I think what I'm about to say is, is wrong in terms of I don't agree with it, but it's how I feel, mm-hmm. which is that I feel like it is not important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the reason I disagree with that is because I think all the scriptures are important. I think the Holy Spirit gave birth to all the, to all the scriptures mm. or breathed them out. So I know it's important, but maybe because the way I've heard it taught over the years, the way I thought about it, it's always like, and what's the point? Like, mm. to what end? Like, I don't get it. Like, mm. which is... Which doesn't mean it's not important. Clearly, something I'm not understanding, or something we're not understanding the way it's taught. But I think because of that, I just that's an example of something that I'm like, mm. well, I could be thinking about the Trinity. <laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> but of course, the Trinity reveals the end time. So, yeah, maybe that's something I need to think. I feel like it's it's almost also things like, you know, when you go to school and they give you like the high level summary. It's like, okay, cool, I get the point. So now when it goes finish. too deep, it's like after I just start checking out. Yeah. Like some of it is just 
you're just doing too much now. Like this mm. is coming a bit to conjecture. Like I remember when like, there was a couple of people that came into my our church. This was a couple months ago, and they were like deep into theology. They were deep into reform. They were just asking me loads of questions, and I remember literally they're talking, and I've zoned out. Like, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like I just didn't care. Like I was just like yeah. yeah, yeah. And of course I can engage with them because I know the, what they're talking about. But I just it didn't do anything for me. Like after a while I was like. I actually don't care. Um, <laughs> it's not, and it was, and of course, there is some things that are, of course, if we're talking about the scriptures, of course, let's let's have let's talk about it. And things are very very important. Like I remember there was a discussion during COVID around like penal substitutionary atonement. That's okay. That's the scriptures. Let's talk about that. But there's some things. It's just like it's like I don't need to know all of this information. But of course, that was an example of something that was like work. No, 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 no. But that's in the Bible, though. Yeah. Okay, you might not know yeah, the yeah, words, yeah, like, yeah, so you might not know the words, but you might know, okay, yeah, Christ must be punished for sin. Zoe, yeah, yeah. Zoe, there's levels, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. She was like, that's, yeah, she was yeah. like, I get that. She just threw it away, like, yeah. like, you know it is? like oh, yeah, yeah, actually, penal substitution. That's literally <laughs> how human beings are saved. Yeah, and that's why it's, we gotta know that. It's important to just sometimes move away from the terms. <laughs> yes. So someone will say something, and they'll be like, oh, da, 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 and I'm just like, what does that mean? Yeah. And like, okay, like, I don't know, like, the terms are not always necessary. Like, what's the meat? Yeah, yeah. really important. Explain what you just said, because I'm sure there's going to be people that are listening no. that do not understand what, what you penal just said. substitutionary atonement. Can you explain what that means? <sighs> I'm going to have to go to Louis after a while to to, to drop it down. <laughs> in the, not, in the simplest, in way, the simplest please. way, yeah, yeah high level. Um, yeah, Christ for us to be redeemed, someone must suffer, or Christ must must be punished in our place. Yeah. So penal speaking about punishment. Yeah, penalty. Substitution. Yeah. Atonement. Yeah, redemption. <laughs> yeah, but of course, like, you don't. The thing oh, about yeah. that, those three words, you might not know those three words, but if you're reading your scriptures, yeah. mm. you've come so across it. Mm. Yeah, you've, if you've read Colossians or Ephesians, you've come across Romans, you've come across those terms, Galatians, you've come across those terms. So you don't really need to, you don't need the big, the you just need what's underneath it. So sometimes I do check out things I do want to. Um, I've been thinking a lot about missions lately, actually, um, and just seeing, yeah, but you know. God's heart for for the lost, so that is something I probably would want to know. Like, yeah, maybe looking to see in Scripture where I can understand that better. Mm. What about you, Louis? I would say, and I'm saying this, not saying that I want to study it more because I'd be lying if I said I do. But I don't think much about angels, demons, things uh, like that. Spiritual really? kind of spiritual <laughs> warfare in that yeah. regard. I don't have to, that that things ter- those things terrify me. Yeah, that's a good one. Do you know what it is? There's a lot of things where it's like we. There's a preconceived notion that, you know what, this is going to be too hard to understand. So I'd rather, just, like you said, I'd rather just understand a one sentence high level, have a, have a high level understanding mm. and just kind of keep it moving. And, you know, trust God that he'll take care of me regardless of what happens. Yeah, he's pointing. Yeah, I'm with I, you. No, I'm just with you. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, what do I need to know to get into heaven? Oh, yeah, Google. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So How must I be saved? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm that way in terms of like, yeah, angels and demons. I don't really think about that very often. Um, but I should say as well, we'll probably get to it, but I should say there, there isn't any pressure for us or the Christian to know all of the big words, like we've said, um, because chances are you know what they are if you read the Bible anyway. You understand mm. at least some facets of each kind of um, theological topic. Because um, I, I, I do think that there's a danger that these words can get really intimidating. You just yeah. think, oh my gosh, this Bible yeah. over a thousand pages and now you want me to learn all these big words. Yeah. So, um, to, which, to what end as well? Yeah. So to it's great end, and it's yeah. beautiful to learn and to grow in your kind of, as you, as you grow as a Christian, but just don't feel the pressure that, like after this, after you finish listening to this podcast, you've got to go home and like, okay, cool, eschatology. Yeah, and it's, you can like use that in any aspect of life. Like even as we grow, as people that learn, right? Like there's certain um, concepts that we understand as children 
and we understand the same concepts as adult, but now we can articulate it in a better way. Mm. Um, that, that doesn't mean the concept has changed in any way, um, but now we just, we just, as we grow and mature and read, mm. and we now articulate, but articulate, and that could be with anything. That could be with me watching football, right? Mm. Uh, the way I would talk about football when I was 12, it might be different to whatever age I am now. Mm. Um, but that doesn't mean the game has changed or what I'm seeing has changed. It's just I'm able to articulate it because mm. I've just advanced my vocabulary mm. or blah, 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 blah. Mm. Similar to how we study theology or study the yeah. Bible, right? Like, mm. okay, one person can say penal, substitutionary, atonement. Um, another person can say... Say that again, <laughs> <laughs> Say that again, try again. I'd rather not. I don't even want to say it because that's... Nice. I'd rather not. <laughs> you, can <laughs> rewind, you can rewind and see if I said it properly. Um, but... Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I feel that's what I can't remember what I was saying. But yeah, yeah, um, it's, I think it's important. And it can be unnecessarily intimidating. Divisive we, as well. And mm. divisive if we just throw around stuff like that. I remember going to a church one time and I understood what the person was saying, but I was just like, what if I didn't? Like, why is that helpful? It's happened to me twice, actually, when I'm going into a church and some, someone asks me like, oh, like, are you part of the elect? Or something like that. Something along those lines. That's it. I think... Uh, something along... It might not have been yeah. that... that it what might not have been... say you're a Christian? It might, it might not have been verbatim like that, but... Like, it might have been a verbatim... But, but it was along those lines. What like, question is that? I was just like, bro, like... I'm hearing it, like, what? Like... What do you want from me? What do you want from me? My blood? I don't know about that one. It was just like... Yeah, okay, I was able to... Okay, it's cool. Like, I, I still don't think it was a nice way to approach your conversation, but it's cool. Like, I understand, mm. kind of understood. Uh, well, I can speculate on what the, the heart behind the question was, right? But um, anyone else, they'll just be like, number one, I don't know what you mean. Mm. <laughs> and even if I did know what you mean, like, why is, like, why is that even a relevant question? Um, mm. So, or not even relevant. Why is that a helpful question is probably a better way of putting it. So, yeah, I think... I think um, into intellectualism is something that yeah, um, it's just it's good. Like again, I don't want to take away the fact that stud, study and having a good understanding of God and the Bible and who He is and the characteristics, all the things that we said, and we, that's great, and we mm. should all be encouraged mm. in our walks to do so. Um, that doesn't mean that knowledge then, and I guess we can talk about you know knowledge puffing us up and stuff like that, which mm. I guess we're going to lead to, but. Um, yeah, that doesn't make you better. Or, or the way your ability to articulate certain things doesn't make you any better. Or it doesn't, it's not something, being able to articulate something in a specific way is not something that the Christian has to attain to. Yeah. Um, it's good if you do and you are able to. And there are reasons, there are obviously loads of examples where you want to break down scripture in a certain way that is maybe quote unquote more int intellectual and that's helpful. But that doesn't mean anything, like, mm -hmm. any, it's not any greater. It doesn't hold any value because you're able to do that, you know, even though it is a blessing if you are able to do that. Mm. Um, and I, I've seen it being divisive. I've seen it being um, mm. just not helpful. Mm. Um, um, so, mm. I, so last week, I remember us having a conversation on a podcast. I think we did this one online. We were talking about the black church. Yeah, 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 the black church. No, this black, oh, well, yeah. yeah, we were talking about the black church and we were saying about how... Um, Sometimes we look at black churches and we think, or maybe certain types of black churches and think, oh, the way they articulate something is lesser than because they haven't used these big, big words, words or blah, 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 or even some of our aunties and our, even our parents and the way they are brought up and their culture doesn't say it's penal substitution. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so without rambling on, it's just, yeah, I think it's just important to understand that. Yeah, No, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. 
I was gonna say, I think James White said something about that during COVID. Who's James White? Very, very controversial. Yeah. yeah. Let's not talk about James White. He's controversial. Very controversial. I'm not a fan. speak. I'm not a fan. No, but it's important. Even when you think of like mature seasoned saints, they don't use big words, man. Mm. But they've forgotten more theology than you will ever know. Like, mm. but because they, they know the Bible so well, but mm. they don't speak in a way to like impress you. But you know they know what they're talking about. You know they know God as well. So I'm always just thinking about like after I just start tuning that after a while. Like labels, big words. Mm. As much as we we've used big words, like I don't oh, use these yeah. big. <laughs> as much as we <laughs> use these big words, uh, you know these, we're not using this in our you know day to day kind mm. of conversations when we're interacting with the scriptures. Not not unless we need to. Um, but no, Femi, you spoke about like knowledge puffing up. I mean that is a scripture. So like, what is the what are the dangers of like knowledge knowing a lot about God? Scriptures, yeah. What are the dangers? Oh, you asking me or anyone? I'm asking anyone. Yeah, yeah anyone. Arrogant. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She said arrogant. Um, not. Uh, sorry, arrogance, becoming judgmental. I think mm. it's something that we're all vulnerable to, just 100%. by the nature of being human beings. Uh, becoming judgmental, uh, start to think you're better than other people. Ungracious. Um, Ungracious. Lacking grace. I think that's actually, there seems to be a correlation. What do you mean you don't know what justification means? <laughs> oh, get out! Are you the same? Like, what Are you part of the elect? <laughs> <laughs> Are you part of the elect? <laughs> I mean, like, very kind of judgmental. Um, yeah, I think it, lean, it, it can lean you towards um, becoming... I think by puffing up, like, bigging yourself up, mm. kind of like, I know this, I know that. What, you, I mean, it's like, to what end? Mm. I think that's always my question. It's like, what's the end of this? Um, and towards um, majoring what's minor because of interest or because of knowledge. So you're actually speaking a lot about something that might actually, the emphasis on it may turn it into a stumbling block for someone else, for someone mm. else, if that makes sense. So someone might leave being like, Oh my gosh! It's, am I even saved because I don't know these what words? This yeah, is, I don't know this, don't know that. Mm. That's very dangerous. Mm. Um, I think. No, for sure. Um, arrogance and pride. I mean, arrogance mm. and pride. Like even if, in my heart, like I remember, um, yeah, when I first became a Christian and started knowing a lot of these like theological terms and. I just have a, I love, have a loss for knowledge. I love knowing stuff. Like I'm the person I was researching and, oh, what's this from Wikipedia, X, Y, Z, you know, watching documentaries. So it was easy for me to grasp it and, and understand it all. And I was reading books and, and I was like, and I just wanted to know, I'll be in the conversation, I'll bring up stuff. I'm like, I know what that means. <laughs> oh, propitiation, yeah, I know what that means. <laughs> but I was like, to what end? And it was like, I was very prideful. So when people would say things, it would even be wrong. They just wouldn't say it in the way I wanted to them to. I'd be like, Oh, basic like that's not how you say it like mm. and it's so un it's just ungodly like it's just actually ungodly mm. like and and it definitely shows that all your knowledge isn't leading to faith and it isn't leading to growth and maturity mm. Mm. um because if you if all that knowledge was actually being used and you were changing then that wouldn't be how you would mm. deal with another believer mm. um that's not how you would yeah like, even just someone's talking you, you know they they're wrong but you're just gonna gonna cut them down or you're debating 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 Shame. there's mm. no desire to win your brother you just want to win the argument because you know all the terms and mm. you're opening scripture and you're bringing proof text after proof text because you just want to cut your brother down mm. um and I, yeah a lot of that is it births a lot of arrogance and pride um a lot what what i've seen a lot and i probably i probably was guilty of it to an extent but i've seen a lot is especially when you come from a church background that might be um 
quote unquote bad or like quote unquote mm. traumatic. Maybe you had a traumatic experience mm. in church, or maybe not, not even to the extent of traumatic. Maybe just you're the church you, you, you went to or you grew up in wasn't faithfully teaching mm-hmm. in some aspect, right? And then you leave, and then it's like, I think I've seen it a lot. The response is, I've got to like number one, make sure I go to a type of church or make sure I'm, I'm involved in something that's the polar opposite of that, just to show how far removed I am from that. And then number two, to like, um, do what you can to like, bash or no, mm. or like, or just show that, you know, you, what you're doing now is the right thing. And then mm. like, and almost like stepping down on what was before. Um, I've seen that a lot. Like, one thing I always say, yeah, um, and, and, and this is not even to speak of like, Whatever the churches, because I think we should all be going to faithful churches, faithful teaching churches, and I think that's important. Um, but I like I very rarely meet people that like are in the church that they grew up in. Mm-hmm. Like I very very I very rarely meet the meet people that I grew up in this church and I'm still here. Just mm-hmm. that I just, it's, it's just really our generation, maybe generations before us. Yeah, I mean, it happened a bit more, but our generation just don't. When I when I do hear, I'm like, wow, like you, you grew up here. Mm-hmm. Like one of my one of my one of my closest friends been like literally where he grew up he's still mm. there till now kids now his kids go there um and stuff like that um and that just doesn't happen and i, I do think again maybe just our generation there's there's a there, there definitely seems to be something in us that makes us want to be elsewhere from <coughs> where we grew up and that could mm. be because that the churches weren't good and i'm not i'm not dis, um, disregarding that but sometimes it's just like oh you think you know better or you think mm. You, you want to yeah you want to distance yourself from a type of blah 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 so I don't I don't think that's always always that helpful and I, I see that happening a lot and it's like oh I've got the knowledge of what church is supposed to be like mm. so I've got to make sure everyone knows and and let me just distance myself from anything um, mm. yeah, yeah for sure I was just about to say something you said before made me think about I think part of why I can have a reaction to like conversations about theology and stuff like that because I actually do remember that I was very arrogant <laughs> when I was younger because I'm very grateful in the way that I was brought up I was brought up by believing parents mm. this is why you got saved when you were like seven beautiful people <laughs> believe, in, believe in parents and a believing community and we were taught the gospel very clearly like all that kind of stuff but I did not I wasn't a believer right? but mm-hmm. I never had to think about that because I was taught whatever and I would I remember arguing with people in uh Sixth form, who were actual believers, <laughs> but their theology was Sixth not. Form. Yeah, so it was. I was like, that sounds like, and I, I didn't have the words for it necessarily, as in I didn't have the terms. But it was that same energy of basically you're saying that you're saved by works. That's what you're saying, um, and or just being like, oh, but you know, but then if you're pre predestinated, then isn't it? Did, and it was like, it was like it meant nothing to me. It actually mm. didn't mean anything. This, but they, they could have gone home and been like, oh, Lord. But to me, it was just, I'm just, I just know more than you. Mm. And you're wrong. Mm. That's yeah. all that it meant to me. And that's actually really sad. So yeah. I think maybe, I think sometimes I can project that onto other people. Mm. So it's helpful to actually, you know, be aware of that myself and listen to what people are saying. Like, yeah, yeah, no, very similar experience for me, I think. I think um, I was going to a church, year, well, quite a few years ago now, that I felt wasn't preaching the gospel faithfully and mm-hmm. the Bible wasn't taught faithfully. Yeah. And at the time I knew the gospel and um, obviously I was heavily studying systematic theology, right? <laughs> but um, no, like, um, I was very vocal about the fact that I felt that the Bible was not being taught faithfully to the point where every single, every Sunday, people will come out of a sermon really encouraged, 
and go, oh, no, you didn't like it. You tell me what was wrong with that sermon. I'd be like, okay, cool. I got song, chapter, and verse. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And that was, that was me every single Sunday to a point where I just thought, do you know what? Similar to your questions, to what end? Mm. This is not helping anyone. And actually, you're trying to show that you know more than the guy who's than Sorry. the pastor preaching Sorry, the pulpit. Louis, just to interrupt you, I want to ask you a question. Don't ask me what church is. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, already know, said, I already know. I already know. You really didn't. I already know number one. Terrible. I already know number one. But um, when he said that verse, awful. <laughs> I've, I've been in the same position, right? And I just want to ask Louis if, and hopefully I'm not alone. Yeah, but did part of you because I was going to church like that, maybe not to the extent of that, but where I was like, I knew I was going on a Sunday. I knew I was going to have issues. Mm. Like, why didn't I just stop going? But a part of it, I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed feeling like, <laughs> no, because I, I have to be real. I have to be real myself. There was a part of me, and that might be to be that knowledge puffing up. Mm. Part, there was a part of me on some Sundays where I was like, yeah, I like being the person to tell, tell others that the pastor used it out of context. Or mm. like, I, I, there's a part of me that I didn't think about it at the time. So I'm mm. not saying at the time I was like enjoying it. But then when I reflect about it now, mm. I'm like, there was a part of me that like wanted to feel like I knew more. Mm. Um, and that was, that's not good. That's exactly what we're talking about, right? Like, yeah. And that's not to say the people that were preaching weren't, like, yeah, they were making mistakes and they were taking things out of context, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And that shouldn't happen. But my my role wasn't to go every Sunday and then do that. Like, mm. unless I was doing something to try and help or change or maybe challenge. I wasn't challenging. And I wasn't going to the pastor to have meetings to chat. I was just talking to my friends and saying, oh, yeah. what did he say this week? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, so there's an element... No, you don't have to admit whether you enjoyed it or not. No, I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> okay, cool. No, no, no. Well, I, I did enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Enjoy it might be a I was mad. Like, every <laughs> Sunday I was fuming, so I definitely didn't enjoy it. Lou was, was on time as well. Because I, I guess when I was there, I thought, nah, we can do this. We can change this. Oh, okay. And so it got to a point where I was like, yeah. Sorry, but then you're, you're it's a good Christian. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> you're <laughs> a good Christian. The way that I was relating to people, it got to a point where I was becoming pharisaical in the way that I was talking, the way I was thinking. So, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, there's... It's one sense by which, for example, I think there's a passage in Acts where Paul went out, um, stood outside the church and debated for two years. So the, you can have elements to it, but I think it just got to a point where I realised, actually, Louis, you're not being helpful at all. You're, you're, not, you're not edifying anybody here. They enjoy coming to see what you thought of it because they know you're going to be contrarian. Do you see what I mean? So it, it got to a point where I just had to say no. But also, um, I think, yeah, just slightly separate to that, um, I mentioned the Pharisees. The Pharisees, they they were theologians. Mm. They knew the Bible. They knew the Bible. Um, but there was a point where Jesus said something like, um, you search the scriptures because you think you've got like life in the scriptures, but you refuse to come to me that you will have life. So you can search the scriptures all day long. You can know all the big words all day long. But if you don't have love and if you don't um, have Christ, then it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. See what I mean? So. You can be a theologian and an unbeliever. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that how I started talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I was going to say that in terms of maybe people who are wanting, like, listen to this, wanting to get into theology or mm. on their journey, whatever, I think two things that um, come to mind is, one, the, as believers, we believe or should believe or should grow in our belief that the Holy Spirit is the person who opens up the scriptures to us. He, and everything, as Lou was saying, should point to Jesus, should point to, who points to the Father, etc. Everything should point to God, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's the Holy Spirit that is the di- that that makes the difference. It is an invisible, miraculous thing to be touched by the Holy Spirit and to read the word and to see their saviour, like to feel your need for him, to be mm-hmm. in awe of him. 
that that one can't just come from reading. That's mm. actually the Holy Ghost. So if people are wanting to get into it, into theology, um, I'd really, of course, it, the Holy Spirit would help us anyway, but to, to maybe intentionally pray for the Holy Spirit. Don't even need to be because of theology, just because just for life. But especially when you're reading the word or you're thinking about it, mm. pray for the Holy Spirit to be with you. Pray for him to keep us from being puffed up. Pray for yeah. him to, to show us Christ. Like, show me what this is all about. You know, convince me, convict my heart. I feel like those prayers, the, the Holy Spirit uses them to keep us humble. And I think secondly, which is probably the other side of that, is that you said something about the... Um, Maybe the question is like to what end or whatever, but you said something I'm sorry about being theological, like knowing the big words or whatever is not anything in and of itself. And I think mm. that's something I found helpful to be like, okay, what is the fruit of the Holy yeah. Spirit? Mm. It's not big words. It's not being able to argue. It's not this. It's kindness and gentleness and patience, faithfulness. If what I'm reading is not producing that, that it doesn't mean I should stop reading or there's something wrong with the study. There's something wrong with my heart. Mm. And I need to ask the Holy Spirit yeah. to... That's why it's always yeah. been helpful when you're this application, isn't it? Like how mm. how how what's my response? Yeah. Like, okay, I've learned about God, I've learned about this topic, but what, how does this affect me? Yeah, like what? Yeah, literally, what now? It's like you know, okay, what have I learned? Like, what are the indicative? What are the imperatives? Like, what what has God done? And then how do I respond? Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, you might have to, yeah, you might have to describe <laughs> yeah. what you just I was said. thinking. <laughs> I'm actually trolling, to be fair. So. Yeah. But no, these things are so important. So like you're reading something, mm. like it could, like you could literally read Ephesians one, and you're like, rah, like that's a heavy, that's a heavy book. Or I'm reading Romans, and I'm talking about justification. I'm grappling with all these big words. Mm. What's my response? Like, how does this affect me? Not in like a man-centered way of like the Bible's about me, but in knowing what God has done, how do I respond? And typically, that's going to be repentance, faith, adoration, thanksgiving. Like it, it, it has to change you. And I think if it's not changing you. If all you know is like I know a lot about the Bible, but my character isn't being refined. Mm. I'm not examining myself. I'm just as mean spirited, ungracious, unforgiving, unloving, stingy, miserly. Like if I'm all of these things, but I know all of this stuff, then you're not reading. You're not. You're not reading your Bible well. Ultimately, mm. like good Bible reading means you change. Um, so when so that's the that's always the hardest part of like I'm growing in knowledge and I've got so much to say and I've got so much, but like I have to change. Mm. Um, and if you're not changing, then it's something that you have to pray for. Um, because yeah, you're gonna get puffed up. I know people who who just because they know a lot think they're Christians. And it's like, mm. but you're not. You're not. You don't love. Mm. You don't love anybody. It's just like it has to change you, like yeah. it has to change you. So, mm. in all that knowing, like you have to really live, like your, your heart has to be changed. Um, so that definitely have to strive towards that end. Um, any last thoughts for the? I mean, we spoke a lot about theology. I mean, we could even break it down further into different topics of theology, but I think it's been a good crash course, somewhat. Good um, primer, yeah. So, what mm. would be the like any takeaways, any resources, obviously the first resource is your Bible, but any other things that you would want to kind of just to help people in knowing more about God this year in 2024? G2 project. <laughs> Do what, sorry? Jude Free project. These people, better, they, when we oh, invite them on this podcast, one they better join us. Mm. I was going to say, um, I guess twofold, like by virtue of being a Christian mm -hmm. and you reading your Bible diligently or diligently enough and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you, um, like Zoe spoke to, you are studying theology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and Facts. you are growing a clergy. Facts. So don't let these big words scare you. Yeah. Or don't let the, even the word itself, theologian or theology, um, scare you because mm-hmm. you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Like you're doing it. Um, even if you feel like, even if you feel like you're understanding. Like I've, I've spoken to people that are thinking, oh, I don't, I don't like getting in those conversations because I don't understand enough. Or mm. blah, 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 blah. No, by virtue of you being there, like if I were in church you're, and you're listening to the sermon, you are learning about God, hopefully. <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are learning about God so that is a starting point so don't be scared of it and it's good it's good to learn more you might have you might have heard, had some bad connotations about you know being um, book heavy um, and stuff like that and I know it's not a bad thing it's, it's good like it's good to learn more and more and more and that hopefully will change your heart that will hopefully change your outlook in life that will hopefully help you when you're talking to other believers or non-believers as well explaining mm. who God is and stuff like that so like don't be wary of it alright and, and also don't think no matter what circles you're in, like, don't think you have to be able to speak like so and so to really feel like you're some. Because yeah, I even I've had that sometimes. Like, oh, I can't articulate it like this person. Mm. Um, but no, you don't have to. Yeah. Um, like, you don't have to. Don't don't allow don't allow doubt those things to scare you. But on the other side as well, those that know a lot and I can articulate it, like mm. we said already. Like, mm. yeah, again, where's your heart? Where's where's the love? Um, even when you're expressing, like myself and Louis were, were, were doing at one point, like things that you feel like should be, or based on scripture, um, you can still do those things and laugh. You can still um, season those words with salt. Yeah. Um, um, and still be able to show love. We were learning about that in church on Sunday, actually, from um, 1 Timothy. Um, but yeah. Um, we're in 1 Timothy as well. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. I see that. Go hey. on. Congratulations. Hey. Hey. for real. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just just show love. I mean, just do those things in love. Like, mm. even, yeah, yeah. Don't allow the noise. Basically. Mm. All the stuff that we said. Helpful, man. I yeah. think we should end it there. Yeah. As a pod is ending, I'm hearing good news. So, my South African brothers. Really? 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 My South African brothers. I didn't want to look at that for you, if you're hearing this, this is coming out next week, Wednesday. So the final. Everybody blow your this is a Black Mirror podcast. And love to my South African brothers and sisters. Yeah, so the podcast is coming live now, so we can start recording.